to my house. Hi, everybody. It's Jamie with Keen Point of View, the best intersection for politics, gay issues, and Christianity ever, back with a new podcast episode. Welcome. I'm joined this week by my cousin, Janae, who is one of my favorite cousins, and we grew closer together after we both came out of the closet. She's a lesbian, and I am anti-lesbian, as far as my um, uh, sexual orientation goes, not anti-lesbian as people. They're great. I love lesbians. Conservatives love to say that the gay agenda is about destroying families, but we are here to let you know that we grew closer as a family over being gay. So, hi, Janae. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Um, My first question for you before we get into who you are is, are you coming to the family reunion? No, I'm going to the Beyonce concert. That is a really real effed up reason to not come. So did you pay your dues though? No, I'm going to the Beyonce concert. My money went to Beyonce and New Ivy Park. It is $10 a month. Beyonce will understand. So I guess you're not running for an office this an election year. You want to you want to run an absence while you're no. not there? No? Okay. I don't. I don't. Okay. For those who don't know, our family reunion is very serious. It's a big family and we do have officers and we have committee members and we are running, um, there's an election this year for new officers and we do pay dues every year. And Janae's not coming. So this interview's over. Thank you for joining us this week, Janae. (laughs) Nope. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So Janae, um, who are you? Like what's going on with you? Um, a little bit about yourself that you would want the people to know. Uh, well, um, yeah, I'm from New Jersey. I currently live in the DMV, which is DC, Maryland, Virginia, Prince George's County. Um, I have a uh, girlfriend that I've been with for about seven years now, and uh, yeah, we're doing the damn thing. We work, we do our, we do our thing. We take care of our dog, and that's about it. You know, their dog is very cute, and he was, um, he was a really hyper puppy, like barking and like always trying to get in your face. But now, like, I came over and I was like, Hey, he just runs and hides. I'm like, Yeah, he's just who hurt you? Like, what happened? Like, he doesn't like, um, men typically, so he runs away. He only really likes females, and I guess he only likes women, and I guess it's just because it's normally just the two of us. He's not really social either, but that's mainly Vita, my girlfriend's fault. She doesn't want to socialize him. No. Well, if that's not a stereotypical lesbian, anti-male dog. Yes, and he's a boy, so, Uh, I mean... mm. (laughs) All right. So that's about you. Do you have a funny or unique life experience to share? Mm, Are you into anything that's interesting? I smoke weed. You know, that's interesting to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're in L.A. That's not (laughs) like everybody. I I mean, (laughs) no, not really. I mean, I'm fairly simple. I don't. don't, I'm a fairly simple person. I don't really do a whole lot. I mean, I love cooking. Trying to okay, figure Janae out. can cook. Like I, I'd heard about cooking from um, her ex, and I was like, I've never had Janae's Ooh, cooking. But one time, that. Lord, um, she she introduced me to this. Um, what was it called? The veggie burger. The, the Beyond Burger. The Beyond Burger, and it is good. I've had them myself here in yeah. California. They were. It was really good. 
And I wasn't expecting to eat when I went over, but she was like, you hungry? And I actually was. So yeah, I ate. But um, thank you for feeding me. But it was it was really good. I'm like, Janaika, really good. This was good. I'm upset that you thought that I couldn't. Okay, I never thought that you couldn't cook. I just had never had it. You know, we got some cousins in the family who swear they can cook, and it's like you can't really do. Yeah, but I can. You can, and I and I yes, okay, but I never had the food. That's valid because people who think they can, there's normally the people who cannot, are always the ones that say they can. So I think I get it. And because most of them are from North Carolina, they swear like Southern people swear they can all cook, and it's like you can't. No, no, not all of you can cook. No. Collard greens tasting like cardboard. Right. Talking about everybody love my baked beans. They're they're untouched at the cookout. Let's see a funny story that Janae and I share is so there was a reunion in 07 at Frank's and Jersey. Yeah, that's I can't get too much into that on the podcast, but Janae wanted to fight somebody. I wanted to fight. Yes, you wanted to fight somebody. I won't say who. And um, because they owed you money and they didn't pay right away when they got to the reunion. And you started, yeah, I can't, God, I want to say this story so bad, but I can't. But anyway, um, I called my mom because I was concerned, you know, and I was a president at the time of the reunion. Yes, we have a president. So I was a president at the time. And that Saturday morning, um, that was, when was the fish fry? Friday. Friday, yeah. So Saturday morning, um, I called Janae and she's upset and like slinging stuff around the room and everything. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, well, if she, I'm a fight. I'm a, I was like, okay. So I called my mom because I'm concerned. And that this this was the year like across the street was a slightly cheaper hotel and the host hotel wasn't. But um, there's a long story about that. But anyway, half the family was at the cheap hotel and the half wasn't. The half was at the host hotel. So I'm in a host hotel and I'm calling my mom in the room and I said, Janae's about to fight. And I just want y'all to know, like, I just, somebody got to do something like, because I'm somebody got to get over to the hotel, like call a cousin who was staying over there. I said, yeah, call her and let her know. My mom said first. OK, I'm going to tell you all the story. She told my dad. First, my mom said, <laughs> I told your father, oh, that's so sad that they're going to fight at the reunion and the family's here. They're going to fight. That's just sad. They shouldn't do that at the reunion. I said, dad, she said, what? He said, yeah, she said this morning that she was going to fight and um, it's just terrible. And I was like, that's not what she said. And my mom was like, don't tell him what I said. I said, why did you tell your husband that you said that when you didn't? So what my mom actually said on the phone to me was, I'm groggy, like just waking up, telling her what's happening. She said, if they're going to fight, they're going to fight. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Oh God, yeah. Now, now I really, re- I, I, now I remember it. You know, I smoke a lot of weed. I just forget. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now, though. Yeah. So that's my mom. I do want to have my mom on a podcast one time. Oh, um, she says she's not going to come on, but she wants some things retracted from when I said what she did growing up, like gospel music, BB and CC Winans. When I said that they said that wasn't real gospel, she said I never said that. Yes, you did. I'm not retracting anything. What? If you want a retraction, come on the show. I'm sure she did. Sounds like something she would say. <laughs> yes. So um, the other time, um, a funny story about Janae is when she was high is um, there was a um, an earthquake that hit off the coast of Hawaii. So I'm watching CNN and I called what Janae. I oh God, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> and I watched CNN 
And I'm calling. I'm like, oh, shoot. And my friend, um, I think he lived over there at the time. Um, he had just moved. And um, he was, like, you know, watching out for the tidal waves coming in because uh, the earthquake off the coast of Hawaii, tidal waves could come in. And, you know, it could really wipe out the island. So I called Janae. I said, a tidal wave might hit Hawaii. Janae heard a tidal wave is coming for us in D.C. And I said, Janae, she said, what? I said, yeah, there's a tide. It was an earthquake and a tidal <laughs> wave. Is com- Where? It's coming to hit. The- what? Oh, Lord. She's like, I'm sitting here smoking high. We need to, we're about to get wiped out. I need to pray. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Janet, no way. <laughs> so I'm trying not to laugh. I'm like, what is Robbie? And she said, like, I'm high. Like, what? There's a tide. <laughs> it's Hawaii, not us. We're fine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're about to get wiped out. I need to pray. So I need, um, to, I need to stop. No, I don't. Because without it, I'd be. We don't want it. We're not going to get into that. But maybe pay attention to words when you're high. Yeah, perhaps. All right. Well, thank you, Janae, for letting us know a little bit about you and allowing me to tell two funny stories involving you and me um, from our past. So (laughs) this week's opening segment will be up or down LGBT friendly singers or rappers where we will give a thumbs up or thumbs down to LGBT's friendly singers and rappers. So um, there will be five. And our first one is Cupcake. Janae, thumbs up or thumbs down? Cupcake. Oh, you don't know who Cupcake is? (laughs) No. She just got a million dollar deal with like uh, Capital, I think. She was an independent rapper and um, I think she's bisexual and she really makes really ratchet songs. I, of course, enjoy her ratchet. Um, But (laughs) Of course you do. Of course I do. But, um, okay, thumbs up for me for a cupcake and no thumbs because Janae doesn't know who she is. What's her name? Cupcake. <laughs> it's a rapper? Yes. I mean, what? What is this? Oh, no. Mm. I just looked at this child. Nope. Oh, thumbs down for you based thumbs on her appearance. Not even listening to her songs. Oh, my God. Okay. Nope, I don't want to see nothing. She's got a song up here called some damn... Deep throat. Okay. Duck, duck, goose. Pro- problem. What? Deep throat. I don't have time. Okay, so thumbs down on cupcake for you. <laughs> thumbs all the way down for this damn cupcake. Oh, who the hell is what? Hmm. Okay, okay, next. Number two, <laughs> number two Nick Jonas. Oh, God. I mean, whatever. I you gotta say thumbs up or down. Down. Thumbs down. Okay, thumbs down for me too. Only because Nick Jonas gets on my nerves because he will do stuff for the gay for gay guys to look at him and lust after him. But like I don't really see him campaigning for LGBT rights. I don't see him going to parades and like protesting or anything yeah. like that. I just see yeah, him he just wants shot dollars. Right. He wants the money and is like using his body to get the attention. And I'm like, gay people are just more than just sex. I mean, granted, I have problems with the gay community, what they advertise, you know, themselves and like complain about people saying, oh, they only focus on sex for us. It's like, well, that's all you being given. But um, Nick Jonas to me is just a little annoying in that regard. I can agree with that. Yeah. So thumbs down. He has one song that I used to hear all the time. And that, it, it, I just hated it. I can't even call the name of it. I'm over him. So thumbs down for both of us. Number three, Cher. 
Oh, thumbs up for her. Thumbs up, always. Share. She's all right with me. Yes. She's, you know, vampire queen, 284 years old, but she not, not aging a day. Love it. Love Share. Love, um, you know, whatever her and Pharrell are doing to maintain their youth, drinking the blood yeah. of virgins, whatever. But, um, you know, love, love, <laughs> love Share. Love um, her advocacy for gay rights. Love her story. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you ever have you ever seen her tweet at people on Twitter who <laughs> get smart with her? Oh, she goes in. Yes, I've seen a couple. Yes, I Love won't it. pretend to have seen you know everything, but yeah, she definitely yeah. goes yes. in. She especially when she talks about Donald Trump, like she calls him toilet yeah. something. Like she always gives a toilet emoji or something. I'm like that's <laughs> Love Share. Uh, number four, Nicki Minaj. You know, I used to be the biggest. Nicki Minaj fan. I know. But I am just not impressed by her lately. And and I want her to do well. I really do want her to do well. But I just can't. I just can't. I can't get with it right now. I really hope this new album, I don't know, my thumb is like turned sideways on her. It's not up nor down. Because I feel as though she needs to pick up the pace. And I would really like for her to, you know, embrace these mid-late 30s that she's in. Because she's not. Because she keeps forgetting her age. Like, she went yeah. off on a DM and was like, I'm 34. Like, I'm 33. She's like, oh, wait, I'm 34. Like, you forgot. Your I age. saw on, um, I don't know if it was on Instagram or Twitter because I don't fact check. Okay. But I did see, I saw something. Um, it was either Instagram or Twitter where there was a, 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 a fan that DM'd her. And said to her that she that she would basically just really appreciate it if she would just, you know, embrace the fact that she's, you know, pushing 40. And Nikki replied and like went off and said, oh, you're just jealous because I'm rich and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like what that. I'm talking about. Yeah. And she was like, I'm 34. No, 34. And she was like, oops, I'm actually 35. I forgot. Like, hmm. Exactly. Lady, you know how old you are. You didn't forget. So for me, it's a thumbs down on Nikki right now. When Nikki came out, I was a I was a huge fan. Um, I, I won't, but I was a huge fan. But uh, looking back, it's like was I a huge fan because there was no one else around at the time. It was, but anyway, um, <laughs> I was a huge fan. But right now, I mean, but there wasn't there wasn't there anybody wasn't anyone else though. Yeah. yeah. So and she kind of did something new, like a pop rapper, but still trying to get street cred. So it could actually hold her own, like. She's a good rapper. Like, I just, I don't understand her moves lately, professionally, but that's just on that. But as far as, like, um, anything else, I just, her, I just really have a problem. Like, how do you make a song called Chun-Li and talk about yourself being the villain when Chun-Li was the hero in every iteration of Street Fighter, including the movie? Like, what, what Street Fighter game were you playing? Because the rest of us played where Chun Li was the hero. Like, where were you playing where Chun Li was the villain? I asked Vita that too. I was like, I thought Chun Li was like one of the good guys. Always, always been a hero. <laughs> so yeah, it was a little bit confusing. I just don't. I, don't understand. I, I just, I, I hope that she can do well with this. You know, with the new album. That's that's all I want. I really do want it to be good. Yeah, I don't know. She could have been Vega and Bison, Balrog, anybody else, but like girl so number five lady gaga 
Mm-hmm. I'll give her a thumbs up, I guess. I haven't heard much from her, you know, as of late, but I've I've been a fan, so I'll give her a thumbs up. Thumbs up for me and Lady Gaga. I've been a fan of hers. I've, okay, I'm gonna be honest. When <laughs> when the fame got released, I was thought she was another pop diva like Britney or I can't even say Christina because I thought like she was her voice over the beats and stuff sounded like auto tuned to me, even mm-hmm. though it probably wasn't. And then I heard her do poker face acoustically on the piano, and I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa! You got sa- whoa! You can actually sing. So. Later mm-hmm. on, I learned, like, she's a theater kid, and then she performed at the Oscars doing um, My Favorite Things. And I was just, like, she just keeps impressing me, aside from American Horror Story Hotel, but where she really just was being Lady Gaga. Like, I really didn't feel that she was being anything other than Lady Gaga. But um, everything else, though, she has really impressed me with. Um, I... I'm excited. I I'll get excited about a Star Is Born. I just wish we would stop remaking movies, but um, <laughs> I, I I may go watch it because I am a fan of hers and I'm a fan of her LGBT advocacy. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of feel she is a good role model because she kind of got away from the spotlight. Like one interview she did, she said, "This is my last interview I'm going to do," and she because she was like people are wanting to know who lady gaga is and she's starting to forget who stephanie was so um i like all of that and i like that she's aware and i like that um even though um who was her first label manager was it la reed somebody was um it was it wasn't um that that nasty stanking to be damn vincent herbert it wasn't him no, before him, I think when she had a deal before before he became her manager, I think. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure. I think she was on Def Jam or something, and they didn't know what to do with her. I think it was might not whoever. But it was they didn't know what to do with her. And they were like, We're gonna drop you because we don't know what to do with you. And somebody else picked her picked her up and knew what to do with her. But um I like that she kind of got away from the pop scene and like really got into music that she enjoys where she could show off her voice. The the album, the two albums she did with Tony Bennett, love them. Um, you know, so I like Lady Gaga. Thumbs up for me. And uh, so that's it. Those are the five LGBT friendly singers and rappers. Um, I still say thumbs up for me on Cupcake because she ratchet as hell. And <laughs> Cupcake, is she on title? Probably. All right, I'll look her up. But, you know, that wig she has on in this picture that's up here, I can't get down with it. Okay, let's get to it. The first political topic for this week is Anthony Kennedy securing his successor seat before retiring in a deal with the Trump administration. And uh, that seems shady. And then the nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, he actually has views of presidents who face trial while they're in office. He feels that the president should be above the law. So, and he's, you know, that that's something that that's the obvious reason, at least in my mind, as to why Trump will want to confirm him. Right. So why would you like that's the only reason because you you sense that something's coming. So you want to be acquitted at the Supreme Court level to be like, oh, you're above the law is fine. That's all. That's the only reason. Yeah. So I'm upset with Anthony Kennedy for doing this because I thought the man like retired because of his health or something. And then to find out like his son worked for a bank that gave was the only bank at uh, Merrill Lynch that gave um, 
Trump a billion dollar loan when nobody else would because his, yeah. his credit was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like nobody else would give him money. And then Anthony Kennedy's son worked at the bank and signed it off for Donald Trump. And now he's like, oh, I have to retire. And then to find out like he was giving us a, a, a guarantee that it would be Brett Kavanaugh and he handpicked him to say he would be the most conservative. And Anthony Kennedy was known as the swing vote. He could go either way. And I'm just like, I really don't like Anthony Kennedy now. Like, I kind of was like, oh, he's a swing boat. But I am realizing, like, he probably was never really our ally. No, he couldn't have been. He didn't save Obamacare. Um, John Roberts did that, shockingly. But I just, I don't like that Trump gets so many picks for the Supreme Court. And this is like another potentially 20 to 30 years of you know, America going backwards socially, especially with social issues, like, because they're going to try to undo gay marriage. They're going to try to undo abortion, which is terrible. I'll talk about that on another show, why abortion is the way that it's been done politically by the right and the left wing has been really wrong. That's not the way to go about abortion, like guarantee safe access. Sure. That's what liberals want to do. Fine. I'm okay with that. But like, the other ways of attacking each side and wanting to be right when it's a personal decision for somebody caught up in the middle, that's not right. So, um, okay. yeah, but this whole thing is shady. It's like shady, shady's hell. And I really wish, like Iran, <laughs> sorry, Iran. Iran has um, a Supreme Council that sits over all the government, right? So they review decisions made by it. And I'm kind of I'm like, we need something else extra from time to time to check the Supreme Court on what they're doing. Because <laughs> I'm like, this should be investigated. And Congress is not going to do it because Republicans are in power and they like the power that they're having. Like, they don't realize that it could go south for them at any moment. But, like, you made a deal with the devil with Trump to get what you wanted and thinking that that's going to work. Like, the devil always is going to get what he wants and that's destruction. So you, you, you don't win. You don't win anything in the end. But anyway... The whole thing is fishy. That's my opinion. Well, it's all right up that right all all right up Trump's alley because he's all about anything that has any type of inkling of benefit for him. He he just wants he I can't stand his ass. I cannot stand him. The worst thing that could have happened is for him to be able to actually have another Supreme Court pick. Yes. Because we can't we we literally can't afford it. Not with all of the things that are that are on the table to be taken away. We can't afford it. And other political news. Republicans are sponsoring a bill now to prevent gay couples from adopting based on religious freedom grounds. And I always feel that religious freedom is just a cover for bigotry. And it's like, it's, it's, it's crap. So they'd rather allow someone adopt a child who is literally only adopting the child for the maybe monetary benefit. They're not doing it because they actually want to. So I guess it would be better to put the kid, you know, with a crackhead or something. Right. So that makes more sense. I me and my girlfriend who, you know, have viable sources of, in- of income. We're not a bunch of psychopaths. Yeah. You know, I might smoke a little weed here and there, but I wouldn't do it in front of the kid. I just. <sighs> yeah, they are. Um... This whole religious freedom thing as a ground, so like that they can't find anywhere in the Bible that actually says like two same-sex people can't raise a child. Like I really want right. them, I want them to explain I Timothy. Timothy was raised by two women. Sure, he had a father, but like he was credited in the Bible being raised by two women. Right. 
became a minister under Paul. Like, I just, help me understand. Thank like, you. I, I'm lost over, like, where you get in the Bible that gay people cannot adopt kids. And furthermore, research has shown that gay couples that raise kids raise them with more love and attention and affection and care than kids being raised in a heterosexual household. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes, because, and the reason probably is because gay people got denied a lot of it growing up, and so they want to put that into a child, uh, what they got denied. So they give them all the love and stuff that they never got because they were gay with their straight parents. So, and, and on top of that, most gay people raise straight kids. And they're like, right. oh, you could turn the child gay. No, straight people tend to create and raise gay children, but gay, gay people tend to raise kids that turn out straight most of the time. So, uh, like, if you really want to be done with gay people, let gay people adopt. Let me say, I personally do have friends who, uh, well, a couple that I can think of offhand, they've been together for about 10 years, married for about seven of those 10. And um, my friend was not able to, well, she was ultimately, but she had a hard time getting pregnant. So in the, over the course of time in which they were working on her getting pregnant, they were certified as foster parents. So they've had um, three children. Well, right now they have three children outside of their IVF baby who they just had a year ago. Actually, she just turned one um, today, I believe. Um, but these are two people that love children. I remember my friend from when we were kids, when we were in middle school wanting to be a mom and the fact that she wasn't able to have a child right away, it was devastating for her. So I'm, I'm not quite sure where she would be right now if she didn't have the opportunity to be a foster parent. So I really think so, something like that really needs to be considered, especially when you're dealing with people who just really want to be parents. And maybe for one reason or for one reason or another, they can't be in the, you know, natural, I guess, quote unquote, natural sense. So that's just my my take on it. They're two good people and de they deserved to be able to have children in whichever way was best suited for them. Because let's be honest, let's talk about people who have kids who don't really, who really shouldn't have kids. You just shouldn't have them. It's just how the body operates and you have a child. And like, exactly. you spend in, like, you, you drop your kids off of your parents' house for the weekend without telling your parents that you're going to be gone the whole weekend just so you can go out with your friends and club and party. And, you know, like that, or you don't ever see your kid. And like, when you have them for the weekend, you just drop them off at your mom's house and go do whatever you want to do. And that's spending time with each other. Like that. Right. You that you have people who are extremely abusive to kids. Like, I want to know, like, like, a lot of times these religious people, I'll say religious and that, yeah, they they call themselves Christian, but they, they will say that gay people should not be allowed to adopt kids because of moral reasons or whatever. But what about the immoral stuff that strict, that a lot of straight people do? Like, where are these examples right. that they keep citing of straight people who get everything right and raising a child? I just want to know, like, where where are these people? More Do they exist? It's more convenient to to make us the villain and make to make us look like we have three heads, as opposed to looking at the sins of these heterosexual people. It, it's it's just easier. It's more convenient for us to be the bad guy. Okay, because I'm just like, where is the example of the perfect straight people who raise like really perfect kids? <laughs> there is none. Please show me. <laughs> yeah, doesn't exist.
In gay news this week, uh, it's not so much news. Actually, that's wrong. Let me start with this story of this gay guy who posted a picture of himself in the ER because he got sent to the ER. He sent himself there. Actually, his parents drove him. Because he was doubled over in pain and crying. Why? Because he couldn't breathe right. Why? Because he sucked a 10-inch penis. What? And it bruised his airway. And he couldn't breathe. (laughs) He couldn't breathe. So. Oh, my God. In the article, ten inch. If Where this are- is true, if this is true, if that's really what landed him in the hospital, if the article is true. But like, this is crazy because he said he sucked somebody who was ten inches and he got a bruised airway because of it, and he knew something was wrong while he was sucking him, and it. But he didn't stop because he was like, I didn't want to make him think that I was, you know, going to be like, no, I can't do this anymore. Like I, you know, I was like trying to prove myself, and I'm like. Mm. Okay, first of all, amateur. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Second, if it's hurting you, stop. Yeah. Because fags be fagging. Because of what? Because fags be fagging. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not fags be fagging, though. Yep. Oh, my God. So he felt that he just needed to continue doing this. And yeah. I, I just... I, I read the article and I was just like, this cannot be real. You had to make up the story to land in ER. But if it is real, child, I just gay boys, what are y'all doing? And he's like 22. So I'm like, y'all just be wilding at like, not to say that y'all wilder than the older gays, because the older gays are nasty, honey. But um, yeah, like what? I don't know. I, that is outside of my realm. But I, I don't know. Mm. Okay, that that's weird gay news for this week, but <laughs> all us gay guys aren't like that, but mm. I kind of really wanted to say read an article like 10 inches, show us the picture in the article, otherwise it didn't happen. The gay topic for this week, in addition to that, is 10 misconceptions about lesbians that, Janae, I'm hoping that you can help clarify. I'm sure I can. Okay. I'm sure I can. First one, please help me understand the differences between a stud a bull dyke, a dyke, a lipstick, and is there such a thing as just a regular lesbian? Um. Okay. So, ugh, all right. A, a stud would be a female, a, a woman. I hate using that term, a female. It fucking sounds Thank stupid. You. A woman that uh, may dress like how you would expect a a guy to dress um but she's not necessarily overly masculine um yeah she's just she's just as feminine as say a lipstick lesbian when her clothes are off but when she's dressed she's just you know you you probably may you you may look at her and just assume that she's masculine when that's not necessarily the case um does that make sense? So in the street, she's appears masculine, but in the sheet, she's not. Not necessarily. Not that that's not necessarily the case, but she's just as she can be, not just as she can be just as feminine. Okay. Um, not necessarily, you know, taking a strap or anything like that, but she can be just as feminine, you know, in terms of her emotions and how she 
feels and how she wants to be treated, things of that nature. She just happens to dress like a guy. Okay. And mainly because those clothes are just more comfortable for whatever reason. Okay. Um, a bull dyke. Like, I don't even know, you know. I think I have an example of one. I have a friend who I may consider to be, I think a bull dyke and a dyke are all the same. Those two are the okay. same. I don't I can't differentiate those two. But I would say, and and first of all, dyke is not a word that I like to use when I is it offensive? That's another question I had. Like it is. It is to me, it's very offensive. I don't like to hear that word. I don't even like to hear lesbian women calling each other that word because it's 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 just not I don't want to compare it to using the word nigger, but it's definitely not something that I want to hear coming from another lesbian woman it just it's okay. just not cool. i apologize for using it i just um no it's cool i mean you have to know before you know it's all good we gotta learn but i think when people hear that word though they're looking at someone who may be she's she's not necessarily trans or trying to be trans but she's very much very very masculine she probably okay. um I know one, I know a girl who wears her strap on a regular basis, like every day, but she's not necessarily trying to, she doesn't want to be trans, but she just wears it. I don't know what it does. We'll get to to straps in a minute, but go on. Okay. Yeah. I don't know exactly why she chooses to wear it, but um, they're just very masculine. Um, You might even see one of these type of women and be confused as to if it is a man or a woman. So, I mean, that's what that, that's what I would look at that word as being okay. or what most people may seem to see that word to be. Okay. Um, a lipstick lesbian is. I think I guess I would be in that category, but I'm not overly feminine. Like, yes, I dress like a, a, how you would expect a woman to dress, but um, I'm I'm. I'm not overly feminine. I, I don't have a better way to ex- to explain that other than to say that I'm not overly feminine, but I'm not out here as a stud. But a lipstick except, lesbian is very, very much feminine. Except she, in your car. Except in my car, cur- my current car, which I'm going to be trading in very soon. Thank you. Janae drives a stud car, just to let y'all know. It's like, uh, like, an, it, like an Impala. Go ahead. It's wonderful. But she's not a stud, but she gets hit on by she gets hit on by lipsticks. Like I do. And I like and, and I like lipstick lesbians. I like feminine women. I typically that's normally who I'm like attracted to first. And it's ironic that most of my girlfriends have been studs or doms yeah. because I'm attracted to lips to, to you know to women. Shit, I like women. Um feminine women, I should say. But yeah, that's that's what a lipstick uh, lesbian would be. Just someone who's just ultra feminine, you know, heels, lipstick, you know, all that kind of thing. That that's okay. you, do regular... look, you do look cute and good when your face is fully beat. Speaking of, oh, life. I know. Thank you. I'm aware. I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a, a regular lesbian. <laughs> I don't know what you know. What's regular? What what's normal? That's what I was asking. I'm like, is there such a thing? Like every all these categories. I'm like, is just, there just... So there's there there's apparent. I mean, but um, but, but there really are a, a lot of categories of lesbians, unfortunately. But I I couldn't. I can't even say what regular is. I okay. mean, I just can't. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, my second one is: What is a strap on, and what is the appeal? 
A strap one is a uh, fake penis that a woman puts on um, using a harness and all of those other types of things. Um, the appeal of it, um, I can take or leave a strap, but I do like when it's used. And the reason why is because it's more about the person behind it than the actual apparatus itself. So that's the appeal. Okay. Yeah, if that's what makes sense, if if that makes any sense, I mean, no, it it it, that, it makes more sense to me now because I was just like, well, yeah, it, it's for me, it's just more so the person behind it, and then what she does when she has it on. It's like it sometimes in 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 my experience when I'm if I have sex with someone and they're using a strap, it's just a different type of. It's a different experience. That person is different when they're using it. So, but different in a in a good way. Not in a scary way or an uncomfortable way obviously, but in in just a really good way. It just brings out a whole different experience when it comes to sex. Cool. Um my next question is thoughts on Home Depot? Home or Depot. That, or is that stereotypical? I mean, ugh. I guess that might be stereotypical. I mean, we're not going to Home Depot. <laughs> like, if I need things of that nature, if I need things like that, uh, I've got, you know, male cousins and a granddad and all that other kind of jazz that I can contact for that kind of help. I don't care anything about it. I guess it is a little bit stereotypical. But honestly, I think it's more that... Uh, I think white girls, you know, you, you might want to talk to like a white oh, girl. Okay. They might be... You know more, yeah. We're not as black girls. We're not. It's we're not. We're not down with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my next question is: Why are drag kings not a bigger deal? Because they're corny. Oh shoot! They are corny as hell. They do that same pop lock gyrating type dance. Who the hell wants to see that shit? They're typically just corny as hell, and that's why. Okay. That, that's why they don't have a that's why they're not a big deal. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. Well, damn. All right. Um drag queen. I mean, that's like... just my opinion. You know what I mean? I, I, know, but... I prefer I, I prefer going to a drag queen show. Like, you know, the drag brunches that we have here in DC. Mm-hmm. I love them. I could not imagine going to a drag brunch and these damn drag kings and running around doing whatever the hell it is that they think they're doing. No. I'm good on that. Interesting. Uh, my next question is, do women pretend to be bi and use you emotionally like some men do to gay men? Hell yeah. See, there, there's a lot of female... A, a lot. Look, see, there I go again with that damn word. There are a lot of women that will date other women simply for what it is that they feel that they could get out of that that woman. Um, they'll see them come. They'll see the type of woman that will take care of them and their children a mile away, and they'll do whatever it is that they need to do to get what it is that they need. And then when they're done, they move on. And I've seen it. I'm actually seeing it currently with people that I know. So it's just, yeah, women will pretend because for some reason they feel as though, and maybe it's true. Maybe they 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 do feel as though they can get something from a woman that they wouldn't be able to get from a man, and. I, I definitely do see it as being true. It's sad, but it, it definitely is something that I see happening. Yeah, it happens with um, gay men too. Um, a guy will pretend to be 
like buy or be experimenting and then like you get emotionally invested and attached and then he pulls away and is like, you're doing too much. It's like, well, you said you wanted to date. And anyway. Or um, in the cases that I've seen there, they, the woman says, oh, I, I can't see myself, you know, marrying a woman i feel like i need to be with the man my religion oh my gosh yes oh oh yes that's what the fuck i just recently heard go down with some people that i know oh yeah so. oh my god like i can never be, marry a man but like we can do what we do here like well nigga no we're gonna be no, done because i'm i'm in this for the real thing and you're you're not yeah no i've seen it happen on many occasions and the thing that the, the thing that bothers me about it is um someone gets hurt at the end of it. Yeah. And it's just, it's Always. just not cool. It's not cool to play with somebody's emotions. It's not cool to allow someone to invest their time, their money, their emotions. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's just not cool to, to take advantage of somebody like that and then move on with your life as if you weren't just, you know, posted on Facebook or whatever with that right. person or flaunting them around your peoples, you know, that kind of thing. Just it, it, It's a little, it's disgusting to me. I don't like it at all. No. And I like, I just really want to know, like it, I know being gay can emotionally affect you growing up, especially if you're not allowed to come out until later. Like if you're allowed to come out at like 12, you can probably, if you have the right support system, you can probably become an emotionally well-adjusted young adult gay person, but the majority of us don't. So I wonder if that has something to do with emotionally stunting us growing up, like emotionally connecting with people and even just on a friendship level, like everything has to be either sex or not, or um, using people or not. Like it's, it's no like middle ground a lot of times. Right. I agree. So um, my next question is, is scissoring effective? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> really? Yes, it's wonderful, okay? It's absolutely wonderful, okay? Wow, I just... Why? What? What? what, I'm, just, what, what? I'm, just, I'm just imagining the, 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 the physicality of it. I'm just like, you're basically just bumping vaginas forcefully? Yeah, you know, you've never really, you've never experienced a uh, clit. So nope. you probably don't know exactly what's going on down there, but oh, when you got two of them <laughs> coming at each other with the uh, sole purpose of coming, it is a wonderful experience. Absolutely wonderful. Oh Lord! All right, I might have gave you too much, but I'm telling you, this shit is bomb. No, I I know what a vagina looks like, and I mean, I, <laughs> I know, you know what it looks like. I know that Amber Rose has the prettiest one I've ever seen, but um. Oh, hers is pretty as pink. It is. Like I was like, that's really pretty. I'm it not into that, but it's very pretty. pink and very pretty. Gotta just clarify, I'm not into that. In case one of my parents listen, like, no, you're you're going. Yeah, no, he ain't. He, he ain't with it. He's not. <laughs> it's all. just pretty to look at. My next question is, what is up with the U-Haul on the second date? Okay, I have made, and and I know it doesn't necessarily, well, in some cases it may actually be the second date, but lesbian relation, and I've, and I've said this on numerous occasions to family members, friends, you know, you name it. Lesbian relationships tend to move very quickly. And the reason why I feel, and my girlfriend, she and I have had this discussion, discussion before, 
Um, and I'll use us as an example. We've been together now for seven years, but I met Vita in 2011. Um, I think it was in about, let's just say it was late April, early May. Mm-hmm. And we were living together by November. It's not same. long for lesbian, though. Well, I, I've I seen mo- most I've seen is a lot faster. I mean, maybe maybe the reason for uh, you know for the time in between it was because she lived in Maryland and I was living in Jersey at the time. Okay, so it wasn't you know just a quick thing where I can just you know pack up and just go. Right. Um, but lesbian relations relationships do tend to move a lot faster. And my thought around why it is that they move fast is because you have two women who are moving solely on their emotions. And one person wants something, the other one most likely wants the same thing. You know, they're very much in sync. It's a really deep thing, a a deep connection that happens very, very quickly. And when you have two people that are moving at the speed of light together and there's no other person, neither one of the people in the relationship are trying to slow it down, you get the U-Haul on the second date. Whereas I think in heterosexual relationships, when you when man when it's the man and the woman, the woman may be wanting to you know hurry up and move in and do this and do that. Whereas the man is like, yo, we're gonna have to take a step back. In a lesbian relationship, no one's taking a step back. Everybody's moving full speed ahead. So I think that's where the whole uh, concept of this U-Haul comes in. And with gay men. There's a parallel with um, a lot of people like, why do gay men have sex so easily with each other? It's like, well, it's two men who are driven by testosterone. Yeah. And there's no estrogen there, like from a woman saying, like, I want to wait, calm down, go take a cold shower. You really care about me. You'll wait. Like two men is like, let's just whip it out and do it. Like, okay, it's like it's over because the goal is to have an orgasm. And honestly, half the time you can really get it done within yourself within like less than three minutes. But um. But if you have sex, it's just like someone else is there. You don't have anybody else saying, like, slow down or wait. That's probably why it happens so fast with men. But to the dating point, a lot of gay men stay single and won't move on because of an emotional fear or whatever. And unless you're emotionally codependent with another guy, generally gay men do not move fast, like, move in with each other or anything like that, I find. Whereas lesbians do. So... Like, y'all embrace your emotions, whereas gay men are just like, oh, emotions are, make me feel icky. Yeah, that's true. Women are just a bowl of emotion and feelings and just deep conversation. Every conversation is just super deep all the time. And you you just literally don't have that other side that's that says, yo, I don't necessarily want to do all of that right now. I don't want to move in with you right now. I don't want, I'm not, I don't love you yet. You know, women have a tendency of falling in love really quickly. And with, I guess with, um, I mean, I haven't had a boyfriend since an actual boyfriend since I was 15 or so. Um, But I do know for sure that we weren't moving extremely fast. If there was something that I wanted, he typically was the one that said, nah, we'll do that later. Or, you know, we'll we'll get mm-hmm. to that step later. So, yeah, that, I, I think that's why lesbian relationships go so quickly and why the U-Haul is pulled up outside on date number two. Huh. Okay. But I think you're right about the two women and the emotional 
thing. Not that men don't have emotions either. It's just that a lot of times because of how men are socialized in in this country, especially, especially with masculinity and all that, men have to be socialized to bury their emotions and not be in touch with them. Whereas women are encouraged to be aware of theirs and embrace theirs. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I really wish men could embrace their emotions more and realize that, you know, embracing your emotions and being kind is what makes a strong man not being detached from them and being um, mean. That doesn't make a strong man. Right. My last two questions. First, which Lena is the coolest? Lena Horn, Lena Dunham, or Lena Waithe? Waithe. Hello. Okay. (laughs) And then the second coolest? Um, Horn. Yes. And those are the two coolest Lena's ever. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The last question is, oh, actually, I have one more before the last one. Do lesbians always fight? Fight? Yes. What do you mean? In what terms? You know exactly what I mean. Like the fist fight. Like, okay. I have been out with lesbians i've had friends out with lesbians and the night goes well and then it's usually a problem when like one girl is there with her ex and a new girl or something and everyone's fine and by the end of the night after a few drinks there's 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 a stud with the um with the uh what is it with a wife beater on and cargo (laughs) shorts like challenging the old girlfriend to a fight and telling her to come outside because she already got kicked out the club and yelling outside for her to come outside with the new girl. She's going to be so like, I just am like, why is there always a fight? Um, Because women are emotional and they run solely off of their emotions. And women also don't like to be embarrassed. So if you are out with your if you're out with your homegirls and you see your ex-girlfriend or something like, I mean, depending upon, you know, the nature of your breakup and all of that, there's a lot of different factors to take into consideration. Women, I mean, gay men are absolutely drama, but women are oh drama. God. Yes. Women <laughs> are, are drama. And it's, there's always going to be some sort of drama associated with them. Um, and because there's so much emotion attached to it, things just happen. I mean, I haven't been in a situation where I've, you know, witnessed fighting oh, no we oh, haven't when i've been out with you no it hasn't been like that because you haven't gone out with anybody in a scenario like that i'm just saying i've been in other scenarios where i'm like jeez now i i mean the last time that i was around and it, it, it didn't involve me but it was my friend and her ex well i don't know if it was her current girlfriend at the time or whatever but let's just say it was her ex-girlfriend and her ex-girlfriend was there with the current girlfriend and her and the current girlfriend were beefing because of, you know, the nature of the relationships. I mean, I believe my friend was still messing with the girl and it was just a big damn mess. So there's always some shit. Women are sneaky as hell. Mm. Um, they do the most shit that you'll never even know about until it's too fucking late. So it's just it's just drama. People are drama. Men, women, which is yeah, men, men are men are, men are drama, gay men especially. Like men are huge gossips. Nobody wants to admit that. Yeah. Men gossip yeah. more than women in my experience. Um, but they don't call a gossip and they're like, oh, I'm just trying to let you know about it. It's like, no, yeah. you're gossiping. Yeah, you're gossiping. <laughs> okay. Um, so let me do a Twitter disclaimer for my cousin. She said women are emotional, and Twitter has taught me that all women are not a monolith and the same. So um if any women are listening and offended that you're 
you know, as a group classified as emotional, um, maybe calm down and stop being emotional. No. Um, How about be real with yourself and understand that you are emotional as hell. Okay. You care about everything, even though you say you don't. Women are just, we, women are fueled by emotion. And whether that emotion. I think, I think all of us are men and women are fueled by emotion. It's just that Absolutely. women are more in touch with theirs. Like men generally are not, are not aware that their emotions are driving them to do the things that they do. Right. That's what I learned in therapy about myself. But like, once you get in touch with your emotions, you can say like, oh shoot, I'm about to overreact. Let me calm down. Versus like being a man, you just blow up and like want to fight everybody, flipping tables and breaking windows, don't know why you're doing it. It's like, have you thought about what's driving you to do that, sir? Right. No. So hats off to women for being emotional and aware and in touch with it, because men, we could really learn. My last question is, is there anything that you would want people to know about lesbians as far as uh, social society's misconceptions about lesbians? Yes. We don't want you. Oh, yes. Okay. We don't want you. Just because you're a woman and walking down the street, we don't want your ah. SpongeBob-shaped ass, okay? <laughs> like, we do not. Women, we have standards, too. We're attracted to certain types of things, too. We don't just want all women. Get the hell out of here. Your ass walking around all long-ass looking sad. Don't I want you? That's the misconception. For some reason... Uh, heterosexual women seem to think that all gay women just want their ass when we don't. Just as much as you have standards, honey, we do too. I'm stifling every laugh I have, Jesus. Because that gets on my nerves. Like, it, And it's always the snaggle-tooth, nasty-looking ass bitch that wants to just assume that somebody wants her tired, tragic-looking ass. Don't nobody want you? Oh, Lord. And that's that. Okay, well, thank you. You're Um, welcome. (laughs) Uh. In Christian News this week, I would like to ask Janae, and I'll come up with this myself as well, three pieces of advice you would give your younger gay self. um, You... As a Christian, you gave your life to the Lord, what, three, four years ago? Yes. And um, any piece of advice that you would give to your younger gay self? Um, to take your time uh, and not to to move so just hastily. Um, that, that I think that's something that I did when I was younger. I just, you know, pretty much just did whatever the hell it was I wanted to do, regardless of if it made sense. And I would really tell myself to just take your time and think about it before you make whatever move it is that you're about to make um, in terms of that man or that woman or whatever. Um, the The other thing is to not be afraid to take your time because... Hmm. Hmm. When I was younger, like I said, I moved hastily. I did a lot of, you know, I did a whole lot of things. I mean, people didn't even, nobody even knew that I was messing with women when I was 15. I mean, I wasn't dating, you know, 20 year olds, but I was talking to girls when I was 15 as well, but nobody knew that. So um, just not to be afraid to just be, to do what it is that I need to do to make myself comfortable. Um, That's a big one. 
And then the last would be, and, and again, they're all tied, but being able to be honest with myself to save myself from a lot of unnecessary things. Um, because if I could have just been honest, I would, again, I would have, I would have saved myself a lot of trouble, a lot of drama, um, a lot of, well, one lost friendship. You know, I, I have this, I've, and I've mentioned this to my girlfriend. I have one friendship that I regret losing when, from when I was like 17, 18 years old, a friend of mine, we were friends since like kindergarten and we stopped being friends because I wanted to be a hoe. And I just wish that I could have been honest with myself. If I, and I feel as though if I had been honest with myself, then I'd probably still have a really good friend right now. Okay. Uh, my first one is, it's possible to be a Christian and gay and Jesus doesn't love you any less. In fact, you can feel his love more because you're accepting yourself and your truth because he is truth. Yes. So um, I actually came out um, in church. I was visiting a church that wound up being my church for a few years later on in life. But I was visiting with friends and the pastor at the time was um, the, he was giving a sermon and he said, um, there's a lot of things that we try to hide from God, but he already knows it because he knows us. He made us. And uh, the Holy Spirit in my head said, is there anything you want to admit? And in my head, I'm like, nope. Hmm. So I kept listening to the sermon and he said, yeah, and we try to hide it, but the Lord already knows. The voice said, are you sure? I said, all right, fine. Dear God, I like men. I mean, I really like men. And I have felt this way probably noticeably ever since I was 13. But I was fake married to a classmate in second grade who was a male. So I'm like, I've always liked dudes. And I tried to make it work with girls and it never did. And even one who cheated on me, my pride got hurt. But I really didn't feel any loss. <laughs> like I wasn't like totally heartbroken. I was just like, okay. But yeah, so I admitted that to him. And like at that moment, I kind of felt like I was being hugged and being told it was okay. And ever since then, um, anybody who tells me you can't be a you can't be a Christian and be gay at the same time, I just look at them and I'm like, what personal experience with that do you have to say right. that you can't? That's the dumbest thing. I hate that. And like, and they discount my experience with God on that. They're like, well, the Bible said, I'm actually, I'm, I'm like, the Bible actually doesn't say that you're referring to eight verses, but there's hundreds against straight sex. But anything that appears to be gay is not actually gay. But I don't really have time to talk to you about that. But what I'm saying is like, my personal experience with the Lord is like, you know, real. And the, a lot of times other people respect it. So I'm just like, you respect that. You know the Lord is working with me, but yet you say it's impossible to be a Christian and gay. Like, so, like, I'm saying it's possible because here's the proof in my life. What proof do you have of being gay yourself when you're straight and telling me, you know, that the Lord can't use you because you're gay? Right. The second thing is there's a reason being on a date with another man feels good. And or if you're a woman, another woman, because dating the right person is a great thing. And we are made for relationships. I believe we are created yeah. to be in relationships with each other, friendships and platonic that included. Like yeah. we are made to be sociable as humans and in relationships with each other. And there's a reason that being on a date, like when I went on a date with um, this guy, I was uh, 20. 
I don't want to say how old I was, but um, I'm sorry, my industry age is 28, so I was 18 now. Um, (laughs) No, uh, the first date I ever went on a real date with the guy, it was amazing. And what we actually just went to a bar and then we went like and walked around and talked and it was really, really great. Um, He was older, had a lot going on and he told me, um, you know, he was honest and upfront about his life and what was going on. It was like, if you don't want to get involved with this, I understand. But just, you know, since you're young, make sure that you know what you're getting involved in. Here's my life. And I decided not to, but I kind of regret at least not trying. But um, I will say that was one of the best dates I've ever been on. Um, I have had so many dating experiences that were crap and so many so that I wrote a play about it. And from that play birthed a web series that's coming out, Lord willing, soon. So, um, but the good dates I've had have been great. And the reason they felt good is because it's like, it's the right person. They were there for that moment and the right time. And whether it became a friendship later or it was just a nice outing, like it felt good because it's, it's the right thing for you. And when I would go on a date with a woman or um, be calling myself trying to be ex-gay, like I felt like I was splitting myself in two. So to my younger self, I would say, be okay dating that guy. Be okay going to Starbucks every day with this guy. Go Be okay with yourself and accept that it's okay to be on a date with a guy because relationships can be great. Uh, the third thing I would say is to my younger self, don't substitute sex for validation. Uh, never have sex to prove your value or prove your worth to somebody or prove to them that you're worthy of their time and attention because it's really hollow on the other side of it. Um, you've done nothing but give yourself up to somebody who probably wouldn't care either way. And um, I would just say I wish I had known this stuff earlier and not had to go through it. But um, having sex with somebody just to prove that they want you just to make sure when you could just simply ask is really a kind of effed up way in the head of going about getting what you want or get, get getting the answers that you want. So don't substitute sex for validation. Um, you're worthy on your own, just standing there with whether they want to have sex with you or not. Don't, don't try to find, don't try to find your value in sex. Cause that's going to be unsatisfying every time. That, that, you know what, that's something that <clears throat> I know for sure that, and, and I think that there are other, um, other things besides me, you know, quietly being a lesbian that contributed to my behavior, but that was definitely something that I did when I was younger. I mean, from the age of like, my God, 16, 16 and seven, 16 and 17 years old, I was getting it popping. And it was just, and, and to be completely honest, I don't like, I think I mentioned it before. I only had one boyfriend that actually meant something to me. And yet even he got cheated on. He thinks that he only got cheated on with a guy, but I had a whole girlfriend too. So it was just, you know, guys, sex. I didn't have, the first time I had sex with a female, with a woman, I was um, 17. Um, But I lost my virginity to a guy when I was 15. Every other, any other relationship that I had with a, a girl at that time, nothing was physical about it. It was literally just talking. And just connecting with someone on mm-hmm. a level that I wasn't able to do with a guy. The only way mm-hmm. we connected was through sex. But when it was with a girl, 
it was just different. The mm-hmm. emotion was there. The, 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 the commonality was there. It was just everything that I want, that I wanted, I got, I didn't want any of those things from a guy. I didn't feel like that, that they met, met me on any level um, outside of sex. And even that was nothing. Cause I never even had an orgasm with a guy, like never, ever. So it was just, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know why, why I was having sex with guys because it was just a total waste of my time Mm. but I still used it and it it felt good I guess at the time but you know going back to it and thinking about it it was just it it just wasn't it just wasn't what I should have been doing at all right had I been able to had I been in a space where I felt like I was able to be comfortable with myself and you know not worried about what my mother or family members may have felt about what I was doing, then I would have saved myself a lot of trouble. Yeah. And now for my bum of the week and boo of the week. This week's bum is Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla. He went on Twitter on Sunday and apparently with the, uh, the, Thai soccer team, the boys who got stuck in a cave for like two weeks. Um, he sent a like a, 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 a it looked like a coffin, but apparently it's a submarine or something for one person. And he sent it and went to Thailand and tried to like help with the rescue effort. And they had uh they had the best divers around the world. They had the Thai SEAL team there, one of them died. May he rest in peace and the rescue operation. But the guy who was in charge was a British guy. I think he lives in Thailand and he's a, a, a diver. He got the divers together for the uh, rescue effort. So Elon Musk shows up with this uh, tank and it's very rigid. So in the in the diagram that they showed of how to get out of the cave, like the tank could have fit in some of the cave, but like through the narrow part where you can't swim together like you have to go in the dark by yourself and just feel your way up and around and all the way down till you get back to a pool it i really wasn't seeing how that thing could have gone through there um as big as it was and gotten through the narrow opening for the boys to get out one at a time so uh the guy said on the interview he said he would tell elon musk as he told him before like to leave the area and leave, you know get out because he said this whole thing for him was a pr stunt elon got offended and said he was actually trying to help and other people defending him and saying at least he was a rich person trying to help do something right and the british guy is wrong for saying that it was a pr stunt so he said i would tell him to his face again it's a pr stunt so elon gets on twitter and then says all this stuff attacking the guy and then calls the guy a pedophile Mm. and then doubled down to somebody and said he bet him a dollar that handwritten dollar that the guy (laughs) was a pedophile. And I'm just like, my mind flashed to Donald Trump and NATO saying how he believes that Germany is compromised by Russia. As I told y'all before, your president is a stunt queen. Um, He's Donald Trump has a habit of accusing people of the things that he's doing, but he's trying to get the word out first to get the heat off him. So when he said out of the blue that this guy was a pedophile, I'm just like, um, I don't know why my mind went to Donald Trump on that with his tactic for that. But I'm just like, how do you just choose that insult of all of them? So in addition to that, Elon Musk also has been donating to um, the House 
Political Action Committee, which is the Republican Political Action Committee. So he's like one of their top donors to get Repu- to keep Republicans in control of the House. But yet he says he's he's in favor of climate change, um, doing whatever we can to stop climate change, and he's supporting the political party that has said climate change is a lie. And they are doing things to like contaminate our water again, to you know keep our air dirty to uh, start coal power again, like all this stuff that is bad for the environment, they're trying to start up again just to make a buck. And I'm just like, how are you donating to these people who are, you know, the work that you claim that you're into, they're trying to put a stop to it and you're donating to them and saying, well, once I donate to them and they like my money, then I can demand that they make changes. Like, that's not how that works. They'll just take your money and do whatever they want because power is more important than their money. And in this scenario, you don't have power through your money to make them do certain things like you think you do. Like (laughs) I told them on Twitter today, start a climate change pack and only support candidates that support um, efforts to curb climate change. That's what you could do with your money. I said, but it's your money. At the end of the the day, it's your money. But I mean, it would be more effective having a political action committee outside because he's wealthy enough to enact change from the outside versus trying to be on the inside with a group of people who really just don't care about his initiatives. My boo of the week is all the Thai SEALs who work with the divers in the operation to rescue the soccer team and their coach. All the uh, boys on the team and the coach are out and they're in the hospital right now, but um, wishing them a speedy recovery. But thank you to the Thai SEALs for putting together that operation and rescuing uh, the soccer team and the coach. And um, yeah, so thanks for doing that and trying something tried and true and something that you practiced and rehearsed and prepared for versus using something that just showed up at the last minute that may not work without any time to test it. So thank you for doing the wise thing and um, yeah, just being wise and getting the boys out. Thank you. Definitely. You know, that story was... um... When I I think the first time I heard it was listening to uh, the um, I was listening to a different another podcast on my way to work, and it was almost as if the way that it was um, being talked about it was as if they didn't think that they were going to be able to get all of the boys and the coach out. Mm-hmm. So I w- I was really happy to hear that they were because that had to be I couldn't imagine being stuck in. Oh God, I, it, it gives me it gives me chills just thinking about being stuck like that. So, I just want to know, they're stuck for two weeks. Where were they? How I didn't know the body could last for more than seven days without food. What were they eating or drinking? Because I, 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 was it salt water? I just, I'm, I have so many questions. I'm glad they're alive, but. Mm. Yeah, me too. But wow. The circumstances behind it. Oh, I, I couldn't imagine. Dark. I think God did okay. Like in the dark, I'm like, are they blind now? Because that much time without light, like what happened? I just, I have so many questions. I do too. Do you think though um, that there'll be some uh, interviews and whatnot with the people that were stuck? Well, probably. I'm thinking there probably will be interviews later if the families agree to it for the minors and the coach, The um, he may be interviewed. But um, I already hear that there's a movie being planned about this and Scarlett Johansson is trying to, you know, be the coach. Mm, with her lips. I love them. Okay, that was... Okay. The ones on her face. No. We are not... No, we're not supporting Scarlett Johansson being other ethnicities anymore because she just dropped, thankfully, dropped 
no, from the trans, the, the trans uh-huh. being a trans man, and she tried to pull the like ask the other actors who are not trans who are heterosexual and cis and um, how they did with their roles and ask them like I'm like but sis that was like so many years ago and like, <laughs> it's currently 2018 we don't have to do that anymore not with Laverne Cox around and not with Pose around like we don't have to do this so. I'm glad she finally realized that she was becoming bad for the um, project. So. <laughs> but yeah, there was a joke that she was going to try to become the, uh, she was going to try to take the role of the coach in the movie about the time the boys being rescued. <laughs> <laughs> she already played an Asian woman once. <sighs> so she might as well just go. All right, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, this is Jamin with Keen Point of View, the best intersection for politics, gay issues, and Christianity ever. Thank you for joining me again this week for another podcast episode. And thank you to my special guest, one of my favorite cousins ever, Janae. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime, anytime. Please, if you like this podcast, feel free to share it with everyone you know who will enjoy it and subscribe to it. Also, feel free to contact me on the blog at keenpointofview.com, K-E-E-N-E, pointofview.com. The email is keen, K-E-E-N-E, pointofview at gmail.com. On Twitter and Instagram, it is keen, P-O-V, K-E-E-N-E, P-O-V. And the Facebook fan page is facebook.com slash keen, P-O-V. I do want to do some reader mail, so please email me. And let me know if I can read your letter on air and answer it for any question that you have about politics, gay issues, or Christianity. As long as you're not trying to be offensive about Christianity, because I'm not one of those nice Christians that'll just let you, like, attack me and attack my religion and not not, 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 not bite back. So just be warned if you want to be a little smart aleck about it, like, I will be a smart aleck back. Exactly. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Music this week has been provided by at underscore Ace Dizzy Flow, Google, Free Music Archive, and LA Mikey. Thank you again for everyone for listening in. Thank you again for Janae for hosting. Do you want people to follow you on Twitter? Um, sure, you know, go for it. Janae is on Twitter at F-R-E-E, the number two, the letter B underscore J-A-Y. Once again, that's F-R-E-E, the number two, the letter B underscore J-A-Y on Twitter. Go ahead and follow her if you would like. Thanks, everyone, for joining in, and take care.